Love wins by the Stewarts. Happy holidays. Oh. Happy holidays. I'm your host, B-Level. I'm your girl, Netta. And this is the holiday edition. We seem, I, we seem like we're not close enough. Can you slide no. over here closer to your uh. husband? Slide closer to your husband. Love on me. It's the holidays. Um, so uh, this is the holiday edition of Love Wins by the Stewarts. We have our new tagline for the culture by the culture. So not only are we talking about race relationship issues, we're talking about just cultural issues. Oh, we're talking right? about oh. Shout out to Can we just talk? That was a- <laughs> Shout out to QNote, who is our podcast producer. We are uh, broadcasting from home today. Yes. We are not at Empire. Yes. Uh, shout out to Madison and Randy, who are our camera ops tonight. Madison, are we are we going right? Do you see? How do counting? we look? How do we look? Madison, do you see the, the red thing counting? <laughs> Is it counting, Madison? Yeah. Randy, do we look good? No. Randy, do we look good? All right, okay. So we have some kids they at fire. home who are our uh, production. Yeah, production crew. Uh since Q is not with us. Mm. Normally Q would uh have us sounding good and looking good, but we are in the hands of Madison and Randy. Mm. I don't know how reliable that's that is. interesting. Yes, 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 yes. That's yes. interesting. Yes. Good job so far. All right, so we are also broadcasting live on all of our Facebook pages. I said all of yes, ours. Both of ours. Uh my wife and myself. Uh we want you to join in, right? Netta? Yes. Click like, share, join in on the conversation. As we said, this is very interactive. I want to see your comments, questions. If you're talking about something interesting, we'll even bring you on as a guest. So we'll bring you on live if you yes. talk about something interesting. So we want you to like and share it. Our viewers are going down. Please yes. like and share it. Please yeah. like it Did and you share have to it. Say that? Yeah, Nobody knows like unless you say it. Nobody okay. knows it unless you say it. Okay. Well, get it back on. Get it back on. Um, so the audio for this podcast, baby, would you please tell them where they can see the audio and the video for this podcast, please? <laughs> so, okay, guys. So, you know, I go on live while we're doing this podcast. I always go live so you guys can be interactive with us. However, I never really share the live video. So the ones that chooses to go live with us and beyond, you can be very inactive, ask questions. We'll bring you on through the live. This is just for right now. We're live. No no cuts, no edits. Um, so on Facebook Live and then also anywhere you can listen to a podcast. So Anchor, Google, Apple, any podcast app, podcast station, you guys can find us, Love, Win by the, Love Wins by the Stewarts. And then you can find the video actually on YouTube. So on YouTube, look up Brian Stewart, Stewart Sr. And you will see all of our podcast videos live, visual. Good, you see good, us? Good, see good, me? good, good. So sponsorship opportunities. If you would like to sponsor the podcast, mm-hmm. Nana, can you please tell them how to sponsor? If you like to be a sponsor. So basically, if you're um, a startup business, you're an accomplished business, start um, um, LLC, corporation, whatever. If you want to become a sponsor, just send us an email at, you know, our email address, remember? Uh, love wins, no. Love wins uh, by the stewards dot at gmail.com inbox him inbox <laughs> inbox him inbox me what is the email we haven't said it steward.lovewins so at, gmail, yes. at gmail.com so yes. you guys can inbox us you can email us if you want to be a sponsor we'll talk about your business just tell us what you want us to put in your information for that business we'll add it on as an advertisement on our national syndicated podcast channels on our live um, locally nationally wherever you want us to do it so make sure you guys send us a message if you want to be a sponsor of this show Thank you, thank you, thank you. I don't know what I would do without you. 
I don't know what I would do without you being my co-host. Mm. Luckily, you are. I don't have to do without you being my mm. co-host. All right, so uh, right two, <laughs> we have been off for two weeks, two and weeks? we have missed you guys, right? Yes, we missed you. Have y'all missed us back? That's the question. Yes, they missed us. Are we they missed? Did y'all miss us? Yes, they missed us. Yeah, they did. They, yeah, did. they did. I know it. I know, I know. When y'all coming on, listen, I know. it's the holidays. We had to take a break, mm-hmm. spend time with our families, uh, spend time with our badass kids. Um, their kids are bad. Our kids are terrible. Our kids are not bad. They're bad. They're bad. They're not even talking to us, and they're running our camera ops. You know what I'm we saying? We're just getting faces in the corner like. Yeah. We got some badass kids. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we do. Mm-hmm. All right. So uh, two weeks ago, we talked. Um, we had an episode number three mm-hmm. uh, where people were looking for the $850 check. Um, mm. It happened over at, um, what's the name people of Trust. People Trust. And they were giving out these grants. And they did it for one day. They ran out of money and they shook Little Rock up because mm. they had a line out there that wrapped uh, like two miles. And people long. were wondering, was it a loan? Was it a grant? So we had Arlo Washington, who was the president, CEO of the People's Trust Bank. And he was on to clear up all of the drama about this $850 grant that we yes. found out it was not a loan. Mm-hmm. It was a grant, but we had him on. Please go. And when you go to look at these podcasts, please like and subscribe to our podcast deal. Mm-hmm. So you can go by there and see episode three. All yes, right? that was. I'm glad he came on to clarify that. That was amazing. Yes, yes. I appreciate it. So that. Christmas has passed. Mm. What did you get, Miss Stewart, for Christmas? Um, to see my children get what they wanted to get for Christmas and see their faces, see them smile, see them be so, so, so happy. That was my Christmas gift. That was both of our Christmas gifts. No, my (laughs) kids said no. That was both of our Christmas gifts. Yes. Um, We actually had... I thought I was going to wake up with a rolling, like, I just want a rolling, rolling, rolling. Did you cook on Christmas? No. Remember we decided to do breakfast, so we did a Christmas breakfast brunch. We did brunch, so I fixed... You remember? Yeah, yeah, I, like yeah, 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 so we yeah, did yeah. like the shrimp and grits. So guys, I have I cook very good shrimp and grits. We did shrimp and grits, mm-hmm. and we made a fruit tray, like a fruit display for the kids. And then we did um, muffins. I think we did muffins, and then we had apple cider for the kids to drink, and they froze and busted in the freezer. Nevertheless, um, and then that that evening we just kind of had family night and bowling. Um, so yep. we didn't really. I don't do the traditional because if you guys see if you follow me on Facebook, I said you have to choose. You have to choose between Christmas and Thanksgiving. You we can get the traditional Thanksgiving. dinner Thanksgiving or Christmas, but you can't get them both because I don't want chicken and dressing 30 days apart because I cook like that anyway, like pretty much on Sunday. So they had so to choose. So we just had the, the brunch and mm. then we didn't eat anymore. <laughs> we didn't because we went we to didn't. the bowling alley. We did. Yeah, we, well, we, we added the bowling alley. Yeah, we added the bowling We had some um, food at the bowling alley. We did. But we had a really good time with all our family, our friends, uh, mm. Christmas night. Mm-hmm. So we spent it with them. Then New Year's Eve. Let's jump to that. We, we, oh, let's go back. Wait a oh, minute. Because okay. we talked about Arlo. So here's something I need to share with you guys. Um, speaking of Arlo Washington, people trust. So, you know, we had Arlo on the show. We brought him on the show to do a clarification of the grant monies that was given. Mm-hmm. Um, and he provided us with so much information. So in between that happening, so in between him coming onto the show and we allowing him to kind of give information that was so much needed for us in the community, I have... 
I now work for him. So, um, so you got a damn, you got a job. Huh? He hired me to be his manager. So now I manage people trust. Yeah. Isn't that cool. Yeah. <laughs> so you guys know I'm like all about my business, all about providing financial education, right. financial literacy. Right. Um, you can come see me at People Trust. I am there. Um, there are grant funds, grant programs that he currently has. So right now they're working on there's so there were two grants that was actually given. So I want to give it like a quick a quick plug for People Trust. There were two grants that were given. One of the grants that kind of ran the funds for was $850 for those that was um, displaced or something for just pandemic um, assistance. The second grant, which you're still kind of, you know, giving funds for, it's, um, it's like an ESG grant. So that grant is basically for those that's homeless or facing eviction. So if you're homeless, like homeless, you're displaced. If you're homeless and you're facing eviction, please make sure to go on People Trust website, contact People trust to um, do the application so that you can find some place to stay for yourself and your family. And I'll give further details on that later on. But yeah, so now I manage people trust with Arlo. So cool? if someone wants to get in touch with you, how do they get in? You don't have your branch open yet, right? I mean, your branch. So um, right now we're working out of the um, the location on 65th Street that's behind Washington Barber College. And I think the telephone number is 501-404-4857. You can go on peopletrustloans.com. Org. Um, you can go on their website or you can call that number um, to do a, an application. So we do offer loans as well, but right now we're kind of really just kind of to do, do, we have grant assistance and loan assistance. And of course the grant that we're giving right now is those is homeless and displaced. So if you're homeless, like, and just displaced living with someone, please, please, please call our office. Um, we have applications that you can do because you want to make sure that everybody um, has somewhere to stay in their head. Right. So that's a grant. That's money you don't have to pay back. So that money is for you to find somewhere for you and your people to stay. So make sure you go on peopletrustloans.org or call 501-404-4857 to get more information. Right? And, I, and I like it because it's for the culture. We're talking about anything that's for the culture, by the culture. It's mm -hmm. owned and ran by and our culture. It is. I like it. It is. Anything absolutely. that's owned and ran by this. Mm -hmm. I'm with it. I'm with yeah. it. I'm with it. All right. So can I just say, so somebody just said, so can I just say this? So you guys know that I have been working in this financial services industry for like 19 years. Since 2001, I've been working in this industry and um, I've only been with um, Arlo and People Trust. I've only been with them for um, just a few days last week. He came onto the show. I started working for him. Just so last week was kind of my first week there. And I will tell you guys that um, I am enjoying what this, what this organization is, what it means. It is a financial institution but it's a um, CDFI. I'll explain further what that means later on. But um, it is really community driven. It is absolutely community driven. There are funds given to the financial institution and give it to them so they can then give it back out to the community. So those that were misunderstood about what it means and what he's doing and what's going on, if you need further clarification, again, you can always inbox me or that's what I'm here for, for financial education, financial literacy. That's what we're all there for. But I truly enjoy this place probably more than I've enjoyed any other banking job that I've had thus far because it's, it is really about the community and what we are and what we're doing and what it's for. So Cool, yeah, cool, cool. And it's cool. a five-minute plug. We will send you a bill in the mail. We no, we're not. A, oh, she, she owns the show, so we don't have to. Thank you. All right, all right, okay. Thank all right. you. All right, on. so New Year's Eve, right? Uh, so we're jumping to New Year's Eve. What did we do for New Year's Eve? You want to tell them about that? 
What did we do? Oh, so New Year's Eve went to um, we went a quick trip to Dallas. So we had other plans, but you know things happened. So we went to Dallas and we got on this party bus. And first of all, I was tired. Got on this party bus. We brought the New Year's in with those that um we love and enjoy and spend time with. We got to let our hair down for twenty four hours, which is so nice. But um, so yeah, so we went to Dallas. We went to got on a party bus and a party bus for a few hours. And we went to Ecstasy. Um, we spent a couple of hours in Ecstasy to see yes you told me to tell nobody knows what that is well you right? know when you name names they we need to send these people a bill when we well let me names. just tell you something yeah so yes. anyway, <laughs> shout out to the people that went with us uh shout out to my guy bun b uh mike ross uh king uh king to barbara chucky mm-hmm. um i think that was all yeah. partners that came but we spent uh, it with them and yeah. had the time all right so hold on okay charles yes charles inbox me i'll tell you how you can invest in people trust and yes stephanie the branch is opening in north little rock um is that on broadway, of, broadway on broadway yeah it used in to be the old bank Rose of america city. building on Rose city yeah yeah in Rose city yeah cool all right so our first topic that we're going to talk about for the holidays since we talked about holidays mm-hmm. is grief mm. during the holidays all right and so we we're going to actually try to bring uh one of our people that are on live and we're going to talk about how people are dealing with grief uh, through the holidays, it gets really hard because mm. you miss your loved ones. Uh, can you bring, um, her name is Erica Esau. Can you bring her in? Uh, we, yeah, we're absolutely. trying this for gonna, the first time. And let's see. Let's see. I didn't even know that uh, Facebook, maybe we still need to start looking at the updates more. I had no idea that this, this thing was updated as much as it was because it's crazy. When I got ready to go live, I was like, uh, what is this? You got to update it, yeah. Yeah, so I'll just just keep going. I'll bring okay, her and so we're gonna bring, um, and that's our new feature. We're gonna start bringing some of our um, followers on, our viewers on, to chat with us live on Facebook. That that way we can be interactive uh, with the COVID nineteen. We don't have to. You don't have to come to us anymore. We can talk to you right on camera. We've just got to learn how to do this. So we're learning how to do this live thing uh, for the first time. So y'all bear with us. Um, bear with us because we're trying this for the very first time. We're trying to get Erica Esau in mm-hmm. um, because she's had some experience with, uh, there it is. You're learning, aren't you? I'm trying. Just... Um, she's had some experience with grief. Um, for no, the, for those of you that don't know, I lost my father um, about, uh, about two weeks ago. And uh, we didn't talk about that over the holidays, but I also had to bury my father uh, during the holidays, which was a very hard time. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm still grieving uh, over that. Um, I don't know that you ever stop grieving. I, mean, I don't Do think you ever so. stop grieving? I, mean, I don't it's, think it's, so. It's a, it's a lifelong deal when you lose a loved one and you're trying to cope uh, with losing that loved one. I don't know. Can she request us or? I- Erica, if you're on, can you just try to request to, see, to join the live yeah, and see if, if we can do that? See if Go you ahead. can join us. I don't know if they will let you request us or if we request you. We're trying this for the first time, and um, Erica's on there. Hopefully, she's still on and she can request us mm-hmm. um, so that we can get her on. This is new, so y'all have to bear with us because this is a new process, and uh, we're trying something for the first time. Uh, what is that phone thing for? That's not for that. Just that's not for that. Mm-mm. All right. So as soon as we get her on um, here, we're gonna we're gonna talk about our topic of grief. 
so we can talk about it a little bit while we're figuring this out. While my husband is like, you just have to kind of stop everything in the middle of why we can't do things, two things at once. But um, so as the topic comes about, so I know that the holidays are pretty much almost over, but um, I want you guys to kind of tell us how do you deal with, you know, grief over the holidays? That's a very, it seems to be um, the most times that people, what I've kind of read and heard, and I've also been to grief counseling a couple of times. And so what I've allowed, um, what I've allowed, um, you know, what I've heard and what I've been told is that, you know, um, the holiday season seems to be the time when people grieve the most only because you kind of, you know, miss those around you around that time. You want to kind of spend time with them and see them. Um, I know like now with this whole COVID thing going on, it seems to be a little bit more prevalent with, you know, having to you know see your family members on electronically by just kind of doing FaceTime or Some so many different things. Um Erica, try to do it now. I have to turn something on. So there's um there's so many ways that you've had to try to see your family. So um I still just kind of talk a bit about my situation. So I still grieve my mom. I lost my mom almost ten years ago, and um I still find myself grieving very heavily about losing her. That's something I don't think that I would ever get over. I'm learning to. And what I've learned um from going to grief counseling is you won't probably ever get over it. You just learn to cope. Um, right, right. So I'm kind of coping with mine. Um, there are still things that I have triggers. I have moments. There are things that I choose not to do that I've done. Um, there is this movie that I just love, love, love. And my family now knows it's about me. But there is this movie. Um, uh, what is the movie? This Christmas. Yeah, you'd have so, to, yeah this yeah. Christmas. I can't watch that movie. It's, I, I love it. And it's a really nice movie. But I can't. I don't like to watch it because that's one of the last movies um, that I watched with my mom before she passed away. Um. Months before, so I just I just don't watch it. And, and then on the holidays, you seem to miss your loved ones even more. So that that makes your grieving a little bit worse, because holidays is a time when you stop and you unwind and you spend time with family. So during the holidays is when a lot of times you you miss them even more because you start thinking of memories, you start thinking of past holidays, you you start thinking of family time that you fa- spent with them. So you're stopping and you're and you're just thinking of them. Mm-hmm. Um, being that my father passed, um, you know, a couple of days before Christmas, um, uh, you know, I'm assuming that every Christmas time I'm going to always be grieving, um, you know, of him and thinking of him uh, because he passed around the around the Christmas time, around the holidays. And so mm-hmm. um, it makes it really hard to grieve. Uh, it makes it harder doing holidays because, like I said, that's the time when you normally stop to spend time with family and that's that's the time when you're all around and you're making memories as a family unit and so holiday mm. grief is real it, like is. It, it it really is real um you know i um like i say we buried my my father on i don't even remember when the funeral was. december 26th the day after so christmas it was the day after christmas and it all it's a blur to me and we really did last saturday we had we buried him and um, it was just it was just crazy. Um, my father um, actually caught COVID and it, it attacked his system really fast uh, and it took him down really fast. It's like um, he, he caught it on November the 25th, uh, seven days being at home. Then he went to the hospital with pneumonia mm-hmm. and he stayed in the COVID unit for seven days. And then after they put him, they put him on a ventilator. And then seven days after they put him on the ventilator, he passed. Mm. 
So, I mean, it was it was really, really crazy that 21 days after he, uh, you know, contracted the COVID, he he passed. Mm -hmm. And so that's I mean, it for you guys that don't understand this COVID thing. I mean, it is it is real. I mean, it is real. It is taking us out. Um, And so you when you're out, you want to try to social distance yourself. Uh, You want to wear your mask. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, places that you don't have to go, don't go, uh, because this COVID is very real. Uh, it's taken us out. Uh, my father didn't have any pre health conditions. I mean, just one pre existing condition. Yeah. He had, he had diabetes. So I guess that was one of them. Mm-hmm. But other than that, he was a perfectly, um, you know, in shape male. I mean, he worked every day. He was pretty strong. He was only 65 years of age. I hate this. So um, fairly young, uh, and it just—I mean, it just—it just took him out, and it—and it's crazy. It's—it's crazy um, how 21 days after you catch it, you never really think that that's going to be the last time you talk to your your loved ones. Mm, That's Um, right. So I mean, it was—I mean, it was just very surreal. It was just crazy, man. How. It hey, happened. if you guys have u- utilized this live feature, um, this updated live feature on Facebook, can you tell us how to bring someone on live? This thing is not very user-friendly. Um, this is our first time going live since it's updated. So um, it is not the best. Yeah. It's really crazy. Yep, it's crazy. And we're using it from the... Well, um, I don't think that really matters. It's just, you know, I, this, is just a, this is a whole new feature. Um, I've never even used it since this is, I didn't even know it had this on here. It's crazy. Erica, so, just stay with us. We'll get you on. Yeah, we're going we, we're gonna to get Erica uh, Esau on um, to talk about it. Let's let's jump down to our next topic, and we'll come back to grief, if, mm-hmm. if that's if you're cool with that. Bring my phone ready. Uh, bring your phone ready. Um, so since then, while we were gone, um, yeah, thank you. Since while we were gone out of town, uh, the governor, um, Governor Asa Hutchison, decided to extend um the closing times make sure that you didn't knock that camera to move randy you see both of them um that you could um he extended the time um for the restaurants and bars to close at 11 p.m um initially he had um, decided the first of december that he was going to have that um to be in existence until january the third well on january the first i think uh friday uh, mm-hmm. may, maybe the 31st, he extended it another month. So if you are, uh, if you own a bar or a restaurant or any place that serves alcohol that has an alcohol permit, you are required to close at 11 o'clock, which I, I never understood that. I understand the importance of COVID, but I didn't, I guess he's saying that you can't catch COVID um, before 11 o'clock mm-hmm. uh, because he, because he extended that. And I, I don't understand that, but obviously I don't understand much that the governor does. Also, <laughs> I, I did post on my Facebook page that Governor, governor Asa Hutchinson also uh, was one of the ones that would, was, would vote against the $2,000 um, stimulus increase. Um, he were one of the ones, uh, you know, the Democrat, the House um, passed it. It went to the Senate and Mitch McConnell um didn't didn't vote for it he denied it but i remember seeing uh governor asa hutchison on cnn where he said that we needed to pause um press the pause button so he was not Mm -hmm. with 
increasing the stimulus from $600 to $2,000. And I think that's important information that you need to know uh, because obviously he can't run again. Uh, so I don't think that he cares. I think this is his last term. Yeah. But it's just important information that you need to know because Arkansas is one of the states that has the highest uh, COVID cases. And a lot of businesses has went out of business. A lot of people are unemployed. The unemployment rate is very high. Um, and poverty in Arkansas is very great. So Arkansas is one of the states that really needed that increase from $600 to $2,000. So um, that's just information that you need to know when your governor votes to not do that. Um, you want to be able to understand that. And you want to be able to know that. Um, I think that he's a Republican uh, governor and he has not did things um, for our culture, uh, as, again, for our race and our culture, he has not been uh, the governor for my choice, the people's governor. Um, yeah. I, he has not. Um, he, he's disappointed us a lot of times. I think that he had an opportunity um, to, uh, before that, uh, before before um, raising it to $2,000, and he just, he just dropped the ball. So that was information that you needed to know. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're still not, we're not, no, we still not can't do this, it. We're still mm-hmm. not letting us do it. I don't it. know if this is just a new feature on Facebook, but mm-hmm. yeah, this, that's live, bringing some money on live is not, it's not even an option anymore. So I'll not, just have to see if you can request it. You know? Yeah. Um, so we, th- we're trying this for the uh, first time and it's not working. We're going to keep trying. Uh, Erica, I see you there. Um, but she has, she's dealing with grief and she inboxed me and said that we should talk about this and we wanted to get her on and uh, we're going to, we're going to, we're going to keep trying, even though uh, we're trying to figure it out. Uh, the second thing that I want to go talk, into, talk about is, uh, I think on the 29th of December, we had this big, uh, Erica, we have not forgot you. We're still working this out. Um, we had this big um, meeting at, for the city board directors where mm. uh, Director Lance Hines um, was trying to uh, get the board of directors to uh, vote that they had lost confidence in our police chief Humphrey. And that was a big deal. I actually attended that meeting um, two weeks before the 29th. They gave um, a lot of people that showed up the opportunity to talk about this, um, or I don't know if it was a, a resolution that he had brought up. And uh, he was saying that uh, he wanted the board to, obviously the board does not have the right to hire or fire uh, Chief Humphrey. That's solely the responsibility of, of Mayor Frank Scott Jr. But he wrote this resolution up so that the the uh, city directors could vote uh, to influence um, uh, Chief, um, Mayor Scott for this. It was fireworks as usual. Um, I mean, if you have the opportunity to go on YouTube and follow the city board directors page, I promise you, you will be entertained on every city board meeting that it is. I promise you. Um, It was, I mean, I I found it very strange that these um, city directors can disrespect Mayor Scott at will. They crazy. I mean, uh, Joan Atcock uh, was doing on her disrespectful stuff. Uh, Lance uh, Hines, he, he was on his disrespectful stuff. And even though Lance Hine read and said that this issue was not a racial issue, uh, he said, I I find it pretty strange that every time uh, a white person has um, a conflict with a person of color, 
we say it's a race thing. Yeah. So do we play the race card too much? I don't think the I don't think it's playing a race card. I think it's just calling it what it is. Um, but let me just say this: I do want us as you know, I haven't been able to attend the meetings, but I have been able to watch them because, of course, they're live, and then I kind of go back and watch. But I do want us as African Americans to sometimes know that because someone is speaking of something of a different color doesn't all doesn't always make it a racist situation. Right. I think the things that make it racist will be, of course, their objectives, the things that they say, their actions. It's more or less their actions, the things you hear them say. Um, that can be a level of uncomfort to be racism. So please don't get it in your mind that because um, someone holds a position and they're of another race, it's just racism. Um, That's what I I just don't want some to fall guilty. I think sometimes people fall guilty of that because someone that's of another color say something that's going to be – could be in a negative connotation for someone that's African-American. We automatically believe and automatically say, okay, well, you're just being a racist because they're not the same skin color as I. They just kind of may disagree with the situations. Now, if their actions show that or if, you know, the things you've they have said that make them seem racist, then say that. But don't always be so stuck on because they have a difference of opinion that they're being racist. So make sure that before, that's a very strong term to use. Um, Can you bring that down to kind of, the numbers? What that's a very term. I mean, you can say it right there. That's a very strong term to use um, to say that about somebody, and when you don't have really, uh, really facts, and so sometimes they can make you look um, seem insensitive or even be racist yourself. Like African American people can be racist too. So please don't be guilty of because someone have an indifference of opinion and they're not African American that they're racist. That's all I'm asking. Just, yeah, just that, be fair. And that's kind of what he said. He said it's it's quite shame that we I think um, I can do it as, this way. Yeah, do it that way. Just just keep talking. I am. Me. I am. I'm just. I'm just. I mean. Just talk. Just talk. Y'all see how she tells me what to do all the time. Um, so anyway, that's what he was saying is that um, every time somebody of a white color has a conflict with somebody of color, that we play the race card, and so. I want to know, do we play that too too much? I mean, are we guilty as a race of always, every time we, we get into a conflict or a difference with somebody of, that's white, we say they're racist? A lot of times, yes. Yeah. I, I want somebody to comment, give us some results and, and comments on if, the, if they feel like that's true. Um, when you have to start your deal by, uh, I've got, I, I'm friends with this person and I'm not a racist, that's not always true. That's not always true. That's not. No, it has been. I, I didn't say you was. I just said, but when no, you- but I just don't. Here's the thing. They're not there. I don't want us to have if there are qualifying factors of you being a racist. Right. So I've heard people say, if you like you were just about to say, if you start off saying this and and I've heard people say, OK, if you got to tell me that you have three black friends that make you racist. Well, no. I didn't say that. I, didn't say I that. think sometimes for some that there's a level of uncomfort. So they say that in the in just a moment of saying, listen, I want you to know that you're not the only person of color that I deal with in this capacity. I have other people that I deal with in other capacities as well that happen to be the same color as you so because they pinpoint that out doesn't say okay you got to tell me you have five black friends or you have three black people over your house okay that makes you a racist that's not true if you have to tell me how many black friends you have that doesn't make you something is wrong i I didn't say you're a racist nothing's wrong if you have to say i have five black friends if you have to tell me how many black friends you have 
something is wrong. We have a difference of opinion because I don't believe that. And I just, I, you know, let me just say this. I do acknowledge that there are people there. We still live amongst those that are racist. I do. I'm aware of that. But just because, you know, people could, that's just like saying, that's just like somebody of another race say to us. Um, if you come to my house and I've cooked some pasta and you ask for chicken, okay, you gotta be, you just gotta be black. No, like those are just things that I think, I think that's just a little ridiculous to say. I just don't believe in that. So how do you know when you're dealing with a racist? I mean, it's just, it's just different things, but there aren't, it is a checklist. There isn't qualifying factors or a checklist of you are racist. So to say because somebody pinpoint how that. many African American friends they have that makes them a racist, no. It for some it just means that you're around me. I want you to know that you're not the only person that I deal with in this capacity. I have other people that I deal with in that capacity. So to think because somebody pinpoint a number of people they deal with makes them a racist, it's That's a little far fetched. Yeah. Yeah. I was gonna say and, ignorant, and, but <laughs> And that's what he was saying. There were so many people that spoke um, that night that was saying uh, that they were racist. I mean, they were saying that Lance Hines and uh, Joan Eckhart uh, was racist. She did say um, that she would not be bullied. Um, She said because, and I don't know if she was talking about the people that were speaking or the board. Uh, And I don't know if she was talking about mayor. Uh, She just said that I will not be bullied on this issue. I'll tell you what is very clear. There is a racial division on that board. The I black, believe that. The, the black people side with the black people. The white people side with the white people. That's that's fact. That's proven. Mm-hmm. Um, Doris Wright said that her and Ken Richardson, Director Richardson, had come um, had put this resolution to deal with um, different neighborhoods and how the city should deal with the different neighborhoods. Mm-hmm. And she said that the white directors got together. And they voted it down. Um, so there is clearly, clearly a racial division on our city director. I believe that. On our city board director. I believe that. Um, we we did get uh, Antoine uh, Phillips was sworn in on New Year's Day. And so now we have, let's see, how many black directors do we have? So we've got Phillips. We've got um, Wright, Doris Wright. Irma Hendricks, uh, Ken Richardson. Is that we only have four? I think that's how many. What did it name again? Irma Hendricks, Doris Wright, Ken Richardson, Antoine Phillips at large. We only have four. Am I missing somebody? Oh, I think that's it. I I think that's it. Mm -hmm. So I I obviously think that the board of directors, um, the board should mirror the city that it serves. Uh, Little Rock, give or take, is it? Not necessarily. I I think it should. Uh, The city board is 42%. Little Rock, city of Little Rock is around 42% uh, African-American. So that means if they have, which I'm assuming, I I need to know how many boards. I think there was like, let me finish, babe. I think there were like 12 board of directors. So if if you divide that by 42, I believe that the the board should mirror the city that it it serves. We live in Maumelle. So... Do you think that 
everybody and my male prior to just being African-American scum that they need to just be everybody white on the board because it's pretty much what it is in my male. I don't think there is an African-American on the board of my male. I'm just saying that I think it's a little redundant to say that the board needs to look like their community. Let me just say there are ways there are ways to serve your community by just saying it just because Little Rock tends to be probably more African-American nature. Everybody on that board needs to be black. No. Should there probably be an outstanding number of um, African-American people on there than it is Caucasian? Probably so. What do you mean when you say outstanding number? What I'm saying is I do think that that number should probably be a little bit greater than it is. So there probably needs to be a little bit more on there than it is Caucasian because, I mean, it's it's it could probably be more just more relation, but to say that, okay, it needs to look at their community. Okay, explain that because everybody that looked like us aren't for us. Right. And so what I'm about is if you're going to be for us. And so that's what I have a, that's what I'm looking for. So I just not happen to, I'm you know, you have a business in Little Rock, so that makes me be a little bit involved, but it does not mean that because everybody looked like us that they're for us True that. or everybody that's going to tell you that they're going to be for us will then be on the board and behind an executive session. They're going to be that. representative of what you think they're going to be. I can that. tell you anything when you and I meet on the streets or anything we're behind closed doors that I'm going to fight for this. I'm going to say this. I'm going to do that. Well, let's say this. But then when they're in executive session, when they're having to do these things and they're with their constituents that doesn't mean that they're doing what you're expecting them to do because they're the same color as you well i still i have a better chance of having them to do for what's best for our culture if you understand it if you understand our culture if you if you're part of our culture i'm, I'm not saying that they're going to always do what's best for us because you are black yeah so demi just somebody just said that and i agree uh, demi said skin folk and kim folk that's yeah, a quote we, from angela we, ryan we, i, I agree. think we're i think we're all in agreement that all black people don't vote and help blacks but we got a better chance of somebody understanding the culture and voting to make it fair for our culture if you are a part of our culture. Does that, I mean, you agree with that? Does that make sense? Well, that's why they're, That's why it's called an election. That's why it's called... Yep. And it, that's why they're elected officials. And that's why those people that are out there voting. So, and that's the reason for there being open sessions for there to be open for the community. There's a reason why they have their executive sessions where it's just them. What I have an issue and a problem with is everybody wants to call themselves an activist. Everybody wants to um, always talking about what's not happening in their community, but it's only when it's something that's not conducive for them. So you have these sessions that the, the only time I've seen these sessions be packed out is if it's something. Let me just say this. I was um, I'm taken aback for how many people have supported the chief of police because they really been just they made a whole resolution about speaking about the chief of police of Little Rock not having his job. So I've been I really commend those that have stepped out and do things. But that needs to be that all the time. Like there's always seems to be a, you know, we have to we have to get people and pull people together to do different things when it needs to be like that all the time. So right. do I agree that that needs to be? Absolutely. I agree that there probably needs to be more African-American presence on the board. I do. I agree that there needs to probably be more African-American people running for offices. I, right. I agree to all of that. All I'm saying is, is that I'm put it all in a, in a nutshell and put it all in a basket. Like, okay, everybody that needs to be, 
first of all, it's up to us to tell what we're happening and what's going on in our lives. And so we're not doing that if we're not going out to vote. If you're not voting, if you're not going to these board meetings, if you're not, you know, speaking out for when you have the opportunity to speak out, if you're not being a big brother, big sister to these kids in the neighborhood, if you're not doing community awareness, you cannot expect for these people to know what you're living and what you're going through. Right. So they have the expectations that these people that don't live in their wards or live in their neighborhoods to know what they're feeling and going through, but they don't. So that is a responsibility of those. Like you cannot just get in your feelings and be upset about the, these people that's having this position. They're with theirs. And so do we need to have some with us? Absolutely. But that comes from a whole line of different, just different things. It just not, doesn't come from all black people need to stand for each other and for what's right. Because at this point, I don't think people know what's right and what's wrong. They just kind of go with what the, Sugar honey, I see somebody else says. Well, from what I could gather from the whole thing, um, they had the FOP um, speaking for the resolution. They were speaking, saying that Mayor Scott should do something uh, different about the leadership of the LRPD. And then they had the general public. I say the general public. Uh, most of the people that, let me see, I'm going to say most, all of the people that uh, spoke against the resolution were black. So the black people were saying we should keep Chief Humphrey. He hasn't done anything wrong. Um, he is shaking the police um, um, force up, which is getting rid of the good old boy system that has been in place for a long time. He is changing some things. He are making the police accountable to us. For the first time, um, African-Americans feel sort of safe in the city. Uh, and, and those were the things that were said uh, against the resolution. Now, the people that were for the resolution, which was they had a retired police. Um, he had been with the police force, I think, 38 years, 32 years, and had been with public uh, safety for 32 years, 38 years. And he said that police were leaving them. They were quitting. You had supervisors who had tenured on the force were quitting because of his uh, ineffective leadership. He, had, he said the recruiting classes were not great, and they said that crime was up uh, because of the lack thereof. Caravanning in the city uh, was up, and they were blaming all of those things uh, on Chief, Chief Humphrey. So where I have a problem with that is, is that um, what I heard somebody say in this last board meeting was the truth. So the mayor is an elected official and he was elected. So he was elected to do the job that he has been done, which I think he's done a heck of a job. Yep. Um, in that he made the decision to hire whom, whom he thought was befitting for that position and for right. that role. The man hasn't even been in a position, I think, a year or two. So even a year. I don't even think he's been there a year, this year maybe. Yeah, I think he has been in a year. I think so maybe he, a year, almost two years he's coming yeah, I on. I think uh, Mayor Scott came on in 2019, uh, 18. He was, okay, so two so years. He's, so so he's, let's yeah, say two years. He's been in a year now, I think. So it's just like, I want, like, we need to know, love, and understand Trump has been in office. Four, four years. Yeah. Understand when Biden gets in office, it's probably going to take him his whole term to get us where we need to be. So right. you cannot blame all of those things on this chief of police that you hadn't even really given an opportunity to do his job correctly. And that's all I'm saying to that is that allow the man the opportunity to do his job. Allow, and another problem and another issue that I had based on this whole little hearing and this, this resolution being brought to the table 
And what I heard one of the city direct board directors say is, okay, what about all these other directors that we have? We don't have the director of parks and tourism sitting here yeah. based on all the complaints that he's getting. That and we just have this. There are so many different people that I have seen in different things in different places, these directors and of all these programs and all these um, officials. These are some of our elected officials that you're not bringing resolutions to the board to get rid of. It's just so happened you have a problem with, let's just call it spade a spade. You really have a problem with the mayor, but you can't really do anything to the mayor. Right. So the way to get to the mayor and to say something and do something in relation to him, we're going to try to do something else that's going to be, and you just, it's just retarded. I think it's just the dumbest thing ever that you're not allowing. And these people are leaving. The people that has gotten these little lawsuits against him are the ones that were overlooked for his position. So go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah. So these are the ones that were overlooked for his position. Like you had, they had been in those roles and those positions and they were given the position that he was given Mm -hmm. as this being in this role. These lawsuits weren't, they weren't even, he is doing what he's supposed to do. That's all I'm saying. What he does in his personal life, that's his business, whatever he chooses to do. But, I can say successfully, I don't have really a complaint about anything that he does. And if anybody does, um, it seems to be those ones that just truly didn't get the job and get the position that he had. So, I mean, it's it's just kind of one of those things. Well, I'm definitely not going to say that Lance Hines is a racist. Um, As I said, the board is racially divided. And the whole problem that I have with is just the disrespect that he has for our mayor. Uh, We didn't have none of this issue when Stoller was in office. He the one. He was the one that needed the disrespect. Yeah, we 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 didn't have none of these issues when Daly was in office. We 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 wasn't disrespectful like they disrespect the mayor. Do and we, where does that come from? Like, how do you? Where does that come from? You know, that's. Let me just say this. First of all, Mayor Scott changed up the way they do business. He is a he has true power, mayoral power. The old mayor didn't want the power. He didn't want to do anything. He had the city manager had all of the power to hire and fire the police chief. When Mayor Scott came in, he changed that. He did it like a true mayor should run the city. Mayor Stola didn't want to run the city. He wanted to get, sit around and get paid, so he didn't really care uh, about He had the city, the city manager to do all that. But they con- consistently disrespect Mayor Scott. They just talk all over him, and you know, he's a, he's a nice guy. I don't he know nice that guy. I could be as professional and as understanding and as nice um, as some of these, because they'd be on some disrespectful. They'd be on some just kudos to him. Kudos to him. I ain't lying. Then, um, like you said, it's all about him because you can't fire him. Now you want to bring in question his, Mm -hmm. his, his, his ability to lead by saying you've got somebody on the job that we don't agree because you don't have the authority to fire him now you want to it's not really about the chief he, mm-hmm. he he's just a pawn it's really about mayor scott lance hines and that and, and i'll say this i really wish sheridan richardson would have won against joan atcott because she she and i'm not saying she just in order to move our city from disconnect to connect we have to get forward thinking people on that board to make ordinances and 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 rules for our city. We can't have people. I think the average age of our city board is like 60 something. Mm. That's way too old. <laughs> if we want to grow, we need some young forward thinking. If we want to get like Dallas and Atlanta, if we want to stop losing uh, our citizens that's moving to Dallas and moving to Atlanta. We got to be in a position for our city to grow. And in order for our city to grow, we have to get people who have the mindset to put in ordinances that will have us to grow. 
Um, I remember a couple of years ago, and, and I'm kind of getting off, the, but I remember a couple of years ago when Stola was in office, um, they had the nerve to say that they didn't want any rap shows to be brought to the city. Yeah. How dare you as a, as a, as a, a board say that you don't want any rap music. That's part of a, a whole nother different lifestyle, not even culture, but you know, why kids listen to rap. So to say that you don't want rap, I mean, it's just crazy. But that's the type of thing when you get older people that don't understand that lifestyle, making ordinances for people. uh, Our millennials are leaving the city because they have there's no growth in this city for our millennials. So we need to have younger, forward thinking people on that board to make to make rules for our city. Mm, I agree. That's that's what it is. I agree. So anyway, it ended with, um, I think, Russ Raycop, who is. Oh, boy. He came up. And he was, um, he said that I think he was uh, the media relations for the Black Panther. And he started on saying that we had 70 something homicides. Um, I think Chanel Smith came up and said that mm-hmm. we had 50 something with the research that she had done. Yeah. Uh, Russ Raycop come up and he says, we have 70 uh, something. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm for doing something for the chief. And uh, Chanel and him were kind of going back and forth. And he said, Mayor, could you tell this woman to shut up? And, and you know, he was. First of all, you don't tell a grown woman, a strong, grown woman man to shut up. Let's just put that out there. I think he said, be quiet. Oh, I'm okay. not going to lie on him. Okay. He didn't say shut up. Okay. He said, be quiet. Mm. And she kept saying, well, you're lying. And he said, I'm not lying. I have the receipts. And he had the paper in his hand and she would, he'd start talking and she'd get back in at him. Well, he said, well, Mayor, if you won't tell these people to, sh- uh, to be quiet, I'm going to tell them to shut the fuck up. And then there was this loud outburst, and Mayor Scott said, you're dismissed. Um, you can leave. You, you, won't, you won't be at, uh, in front of us using that type of language. And he flipped, he said, well, F you to the mayor. And I posted something on Facebook. Like, he said what? He said, F you. He said, said, well, fuck, fuck you, you too. too. Oh, okay. Yeah. He said, fuck you too. And I'm like, out of order. Out of order. And so obviously he was thrown out um, and, and that was the end of the meeting. I did hear Dean Kapir saying that he thought that the chief uh, was the wrong person for the job. He was going to vote against it, um, that um, resolution, but not he wasn't going to vote against it, not because he thought he was the right person, but he just felt like it was out of order to be bringing it before the board. So anyway, Lance Hines ended up re uh, bringing the ordinance down and that was the end of the meeting. Yeah, that was the end of the yeah. meeting. It was way, it was, it was very entertaining. And I will tell you uh, if you want to keep up with city business, which I watch every city board director, cause I want to know what's going on in our city. Go to YouTube mm-hmm. and look for, I think it's city board, little rock city board director meetings. And you can see all of the past meetings for since they've been online and, and you can keep up with what's going on with the city. Yeah. All right. I will say to Erica, we will get you on next week. Obviously. I need her to um, while she's watching. I need her to because it's allowing it's allowing me to bring everybody else on. So, Erica, if you would just get off the live and close out your Facebook and come back on, because when people are coming on, it's allowing me to bring them on camera. So if you would just come out, go out of the Facebook and come back on and then we'll try to do, um, try to do it that way. Cause it's, it's allowing me to ever do this option with everybody except you. So, so Erica, if you hear that, go off and then go back mm-hmm. on, we're going to try to get you on, um, uh, it was your idea for us to talk about. Grief yeah. And I, I really want her to kind of share a story too. So, yeah. So anyway, that's, that's how it ended up. Um, it ended up he ended up pulling the resolution down and 
Because he was um, the one who presented it, so he had to be the one to um, wave it. Then. But but that leads me to tell you guys, that's why, like my wife said, you have to get out and vote I'm for these people who now. are. I'm sorry. Are you stripping? My, I hate my brother. Uh, let me see. I like my boobs. And uh, <laughs> where's the damn? Where's the damn? <laughs> damn, wife is stripping. Yeah, like, I, <laughs> come on. Camera? Quit playing. Come you on. Play you yourself. play too much. Come on. You got your stuff straight? I had to fix it. I don't like for that. You don't like to have that, that gap. I don't like to have a, my breasts bunched together. Okay, come on. Let's move on. Lord. Okay. Uh, she let me lose my train of thought. That's why you should vote. Yes. If you don't like the way your directors are representing you, uh, if you don't like what they're talking about, has she come back on yet? I don't know. Just let's, let's go on, babe. Uh, she says still one. I see that part. Uh, you need to get out and vote. Ago. You need to get out and vote. If you don't like how they're representing you, vote, vote, vote. And you can change it all by voting the people that is going to be for the city and for the same thing that you stand for. You can vote. And stop being these behind the keyboard activists. Like, make your voice be heard. You know, these, these they have these open forum, these open session meetings for, for a reason. So stop, you know, want to be this, these activists behind the keyboard and then when it's time for you to send up and, you know, to say what you need to say and what needs to be done, you don't say anything or you can just kind of be in the amen corner. Like those, that's the purpose of these sessions being open. Go up and speak for what you believe to be right and let your voice be heard. Is there any uh, other comments uh, that people are asking us about online that we need to? Uh, yes. Um, Erica actually asked, so what is our, she said, what is your opinion about um, those who want to defund the police? What do you think about that? So somebody was saying that they should, I think that was Russ that's saying defund the police, that you should have a metro police department, like not a county and a city, that you should have the county basically take over uh, and be a metro, have one police department. Um, I mean, I, 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 I don't think that you defund them because I think we need policing. Uh, we, we obviously need law and order. Um, so I don't know that I agree with defunding the police. I think that you you have to have people that and here's the thing about chief. He's bringing 21 21st century policing to Little Rock, which we've never had. And the FOP and the good old boy, they, they ain't letting all that. And, 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 and I will say, I will mimic what my wife said. I, I certainly, I have not met him personally, but all of the things that I hear about him, all of the same things that I see him doing, uh, the community is rallying behind him. He seems to be very interactive with them. Um, he works for the city. So uh, he seems to anybody that wants to get a meeting with him, he makes himself accessible to him. So I don't, I don't know what the big fuss is about. So I don't know that I'd agree with the defunding the police. I think we need police. I think the police are needed. Um, yeah, we, absolutely. Yeah, we if we if we defund them, we need policing. We just can't have citizens policing us. We need some professional trained police to have law now, and that order. Is, in this that city. doesn't say that all police are, I mean, professionally trained. Let's just say that for the record. Some most police officers that I've seen are just people that were bullied in high school, <laughs> um, worked in the prison system. Now I want to be a police officer. Um, was a security was a security guard at some point want to be a police officer like some, you know there are some that had that are just awesome that I was really they're just kind of good at their jobs good at what they're do and I appreciate them so I'm not and yes I was married to a cop um yes but nevertheless he was um, a good police right what was he a good police. The cop that you were married to. Um. Anyway, so there is, um. You know, I just feel that they are. There are some that are good and for, for the good of the people. So I don't believe in defunding them, but I do. 
here is my way of battling the police. Like, just know your rights. Like, know what your rights are. If you know your rights, then I'm not saying you have to battle them, but knowing your rights will keep you um, keep you safe and keep you out of a lot of foolishness. You know, it would kind of keep you in. Now, there are some out there, no matter what you say and or do. They're going to bl- um, abuse their privilege. Yeah, the, the, that's just going to happen. But just kind of know your rights and, and um, have conversation with your, with your kids and all that. So. so here's a rule that I think should happen. I think so many police charge people unlawfully i think if you're arrested and you go to court and you're found not guilty i think the city i think the state should be responsible financially for that arrest i told you that like i I didn't finish back once you're charged with something you have to be bonded out which costs money you have to go get an attorney which costs money for them to go to say that you're not guilty you don't get that bail bond money out you don't get that attorney money back. So I think that once a police arrest you, if you go to court and you're found not guilty, not guilty, not not dropping it. If they find not guilty, if you go before the judge and he finds you're not guilty, I think the city or the, the state or whoever, if it was a city police, I think the city should be refund, uh, refunding you some money. And that way, all of these false arrests that they're doing, when the city or the state has to pay money, they'll get on top of it. You know, I've... I've- just I had had this attorney friend and what they told me about, you know, people always say you're um, innocent is proven guilty. And what they've always told me is that, you know, especially like in the state of Arkansas, you're guilty until proven innocent. So the reason why yeah. you're having to pay these attorneys is because you need somebody to prove to you that you're innocent, like which makes sense. You're charged and or convicted of a crime. So they're in their mind, you're guilty. So you're going through all this legwork to prove yourself innocent. You're not proof. You're not innocent. And you know, to proven guilty, you're really seriously guilty and to proven innocent. So you're going through all these motions to seriously prove yourself to be innocent because they've already charged you in some sort. They've already convicted you of some sort. And now you're having to prove your innocence to the judicial system, I guess. But Uh, yeah, Madison, are we still going? You see it? Okay. Good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All I, right, so. so some, I think Erica is like live on her page. So, because it's been giving me her green camera. That's why we can't bring her on. Because she's like live on her own page. she shared it, right? I don't know. It's just, it's just is that why? Live. I don't know. All right. So we are going to, um, obviously we're going to save this topic for, for next week. And Erica, we will have, we'll be at a place that you can come. And because this Grief during the holidays is very serious. We do want to talk about that. So next week, Erica, we promise we will get you on. Uh, last question before we... Before, statement. Huh? You got a statement? Mm-mm, go ahead. Um, my wife wanted to ask the question, does forgiveness require forgetting? And we want your opinion on this. So please, if you're on our live, chime in. If you truly forgive someone... Do you have to forget it? The answer now, is no. Your opinion is? The answer is no. Okay. That's your opinion. Explain your opinion. Explain why it's no. Who sings that song? I'm willing to forgive you, but I can't forget. What? Somebody sings that. I'm willing to forgive you, but I can't forget. Because you really, really hurt me this time. I guess I can't go on, but I must admit. So this is this is an argument well, uh, in the house all the time. Forget. Because I truly believe that true forgiveness, true forgiveness, when you truly, truly forgive someone, you don't bring it back up. 
if you bring it back up, you didn't really truly forgive that person. You've, you, you just said you did, and you're willing to move on and move forward. But if you truly, truly forgive someone, you don't have to keep bringing it back up. That's my opinion. You said that in a voice like that meant some shit. Like <laughs> it did. It didn't. It no, did. like forgiving somebody just means just what it says. I forgive you for the action. I forgive you for what you said. I forgive you for what you've done. But that doesn't make me forget what has taken place. That doesn't okay. mean that I for, right. I have forgotten okay. the action. Okay. I have forgotten what was said. We didn't I didn't say forgetting. That's what, say, that was a question. The, the question no. said, does forgiveness require forgetting? That was a question. Okay. You don't have to forget it, but if you keep bringing it back up, that's a sign that you didn't forgive. That so let's put, a, let's put another part to this question. That is not. That is does not. true forgiveness require forgetting and not bringing it up again? Let's talk about that. Don't be adding shit let's to do my that. stuff. I said what I said. Don't be adding stuff to my stuff. I said Eric what I said. trying to call me on, on Messenger. I said, <laughs> sir, I just said, no. If I forgive you, I forgave you for the action. I've forgiven you for what you said. Did I forgive you. anything? Yes. My what are they saying? My cousin Brenda said no. Brenda who? Read, let me see this now. Let me see this. Let me check your work. Uh, she said no. said no. She said no. Is there I, anybody else other than uh, somebody's <laughs> cousin? Anybody? She's not on my side on because she's my cousin, but she's just telling the truth. Because I forgive you and for yeah, something. I'm, I'm a, I'm a, let me just keep it. You have made. Let me just keep it a hundred. No, you've said this in your mind. This is a woman mind, thing. This is no, a woman thing. You have, you have made, you have said in your mind, in your mind, you have thought, you have said that true forgiveness is not bring it up again but that's just you that's your mind that's just that's your You're thought right. process everybody right. else we've asked this because like there ain't oh. no everybody else I ain't rather said that don't tell me I ain't rather was talking about the bible she was making reference to the bible she said and I wasn't talking about the bible because I'm we, not God we didn't say the bible we ain't said ain't was talking about the bible well she said so don't say everybody else because she was the one that agreed with the with exception me. I ain't rather Bon B said it he don't fucking matter you said everybody else said it. He just gonna be on your side, whatever you, you, you say. You and Brenda the only one that said whatever you, don't. you say is gonna be on your you, side. You and Brenda the only one that said that you don't. Brenda, Brenda agreed on this live. Brenda, who else? Uh, who else? Oh, Brenda did. Christine did. Christine, she ain't nobody. Dee Dee did. Dee Dee didn't say that. Yes, she did. Oh, she did. Yes, she did. Oh, she did. The people in the audience did. It. Bond gonna agree whatever you say. You can tell Bond y'all gonna shut okay, the damn Christmas trees like. She said okay. Add me now. See she now it's not doing it no more. Okay, well, we're going to try to add you, Erica. Erica is working hard trying to get in here. Um, but anyway, so I'm just telling you, like, no, nah, if I, because I forgive you for something doesn't necessarily mean that, okay, now I, I'm never going to bring it up again. I'm not going to think about it. I'm not going to talk about it. That doesn't mean that. That just means that I forgive you for the action and we can, you know, just go on. But it doesn't mean that, um, brother man, like, no. you know, I'm not supposed to talk about it no more. Well, then you really didn't forgive me. That's not true. You didn't. Just work your phone, sister. Work your phone. Just talk. You just talk. Don't worry about what I'm to. doing over here. Because ain't nobody, ain't nobody saying nothing but you and Brenda. And we telling the truth. What's her last name? Brenda who? Brooks. Brooks. You didn't say nothing. Oh, Erica's going to have to go off and try to come back on because every time somebody else come over here, it, see, 
Yeah, let me bring them on camera. It sure does, Erica. Go off and go on again, Erica. We're trying very hard. Anyway, to get Brenda, you on. so I'm trying to get him to understand that because I tell well, him I've that. I've never met Brenda. You have. We've been over house. It's Uncle George's daughter. Uncle George's older daughter. Oh, hey, cousin Brenda. But you don't know what you're talking about. You do not know what you're talking about. Brenda, anybody, whatever. anybody, let me just tell you this. Anybody that agrees with my wife, they ain't playing with a full dick anyway. You understand what I'm saying? You don't agree with my wife because my wife is not playing with a full dick. She's not. No, nah, his wife ain't playing with the bullshit. <laughs> so I hope Bishop don't click on this live. Sometimes he is on here. Sometimes Bishop will click on the live and surprise somebody. But no, nah, his wife just don't be on the BS. Shout out to Grace Temple who forgiving, laid it out for my, my father. Forgiving somebody, is, that just means I forgive you. We can try to work on what I'm forgiving you for. Uh -oh. But I ain't forget. What Brenda say? She Brenda said, yes, say, I yes, I do. Yes, I do. <laughs> Bring them on camera. That's right. That's that is true. Oh. There she is. There she is. Bring them on camera. Okay, Eric, we bring you on. Let's see if she's coming on. We push ad. Just wait a minute. You get so excited. I want to see her. I'm seeing her. Kevin Hart looking in. <laughs> <laughs> so excited. <laughs> bring them on camera. Hit it again. Brian, just chill. Okay. Okay, she has to accept it. They say you have to accept it, Erica. Uh, once we get you on, we're going to learn how okay, to do this. Okay. She just has to accept it. It says you have to accept it, Erica. I don't know what's going on. Obviously, we're trying. We're really, really trying hard to get you on. See? Um, I'm not trying to bring Dominique. I'm trying to bring, bring Erica on camera. Just try to bring somebody else, see if it works with them. At... Okay, I think you have to accept it, Erica. I'm bringing you on. Anyway, but while we're waiting, because I don't want there to be no just no silence on our video. So thank you guys for agreeing with me, um, because it is the truth. Brenda, thank you, Brenda, for agreeing with her. That one person, thank you. Um, I wish somebody else would. Everybody does. So those that are this okay, argument. those please, that are on please, the live. So please. those that has came on, that made me call y'all out. So those that has just joined the live. The question was. Does forgiveness require forgetting? So because you forgive somebody for something, does that require you to forget what you have forgiven them for? Yes is, and or no. That is not the question. That is the question. I was wanting to ask the question. But that's not all of the questions. That's you what just I'm added your shit on at the end. My question was are originally. Are you saved? Are you saved? That's sanctified. Why are you doing all this cussing? Because I'm a grown ass woman. You cuss every time you talk. No, I don't. On the way, you know what? On the way These home, are, I wanted got, to stop you because you was like MF for We got MF pastors. MF for that. That's all you do is curse. So the question was Does it require you to forget? And if you bring it back up, do you truly forgive them for it? If you keep You just bringing, added that on, Brian. I know it because it has to be the no, right. No, it doesn't. Because you just want them to answer to that. Of course, people are going to say no. But you have to say the the uh, the other part of it, which is the important part. If you keep bringing it up, do there you truly? is no other part. Okay, that was the only part. All right, well, I'll let you. I'll let you have it your way. There was the only part. The part okay. was if I forgive you or something for something, that just means that I forgive you for the action from what you said and whatever. That doesn't mean that I'm going to forget about it. Okay. Right. No. But I mean, if that's I mean, if that's what you want to do, that's what you want to do. All right. So we, we are over. He sucks. Yeah. We're over our hour. Um, and so if we bring Erica on right now, we're going to go way over. So um, do you want to 
um, try to get her? You want to end this one and and try to get her? Do we want to stay on and, and keep trying her? What do you What do you want to do, Miss? What are you saying? I'm I'm confused. <laughs> listen, you listen to me. Linda. I was listening, Linda, but you said listen, you Linda. asked something that didn't make sense. Right. Do we want to just try to get her on next week? Do we want to try to end this because we're we're rolling over an hour and uh, we can't? We got technical difficulties going on and we need to have her so obviously we're not going to be able to get her on um so i'm assuming that we just so this is what we're going to do so we're going to end the podcast like we normally do and then we're gonna eric i still want to bring you on like our live because we okay. saw people on our interactive live okay so what we'll do is in our podcast That's and smart. then erica i will just come back so come off guys and then come back on i'm gonna Let's bring go Okay. Come back on and I'm going to bring her on the live because I really want her to tell her story so we can kind of really focus a lot on um, what's going on with this grief and holiday thing. So we're going to end this, guys, and we're going to jump right back on, okay? Baby, you are so Brian, freaking. Come on. No, no, no. No, no. Let me pay you this compliment. You're smart. I didn't think of that. You're a That's why. That's why you're on here with me. You're very smart. All right. So anyway, uh, for the culture, by the culture, uh, anything you want us to discuss that have anything to do with the culture, please inbox myself, inbox my beautiful wife. We are looking for topics. We're back on. The holidays are over. Every week we're coming to you live and direct. Please do not leave because we're going to come back and we're going to talk about grief during the holidays. Please, please, please don't leave. Thank you guys for joining us. But stay on. So we're going to leave and come right back. So yeah, get just, off and come back up. And just tell them one last time where they get our If podcast. you'd like to um, be a sponsor, so if you want us to sponsor your show, please make sure to send us an email at steward.lovewins at gmail.com. You can inbox myself, inbox Brian. Um, if you want to see this or hear, you can hear this on any podcast, Love Wins by the Steward. You can go to YouTube, type search Brian Stewart Sr. to subscribe to the YouTube channel. Um, Brian with a Y. Yes, Brian with a Y. And again, if you want to be a sponsorship, we do sponsorships. We just kind of did. And so if you want more information on People Trust that I mentioned earlier, um, just inbox me and we can talk about this further. But I wanted to talk about this later. So thank you guys so much for joining us. We appreciate you so much. All right. All right. Thank yeah. you. We'll holler at you next week. Bye. See ya.